0: Hi there, everyone, and thank you so much for being here. We're now beginning a new section after the review that we just completed. This is lesson 121 Forgiveness is the Key to happiness. Now, let's remind ourselves at this point that we're not about trying to understand this. Remember, if we already clearly understood this, we would not need A Course in Miracles. (laughs) So, this is about practice. This is about reprogramming. This is about continuing to erode our picture of how life works so we can find out how it really does. So let's also remind ourselves that forgiveness is letting go of our grievances. It's not essentially about anyone else. The folks out there, so to speak, are reminders and triggers, but the grievances are in my mind. They must be let go of in my mind. And here's a lot of material about what the implications are of not letting go of grievances. They aren't very good. So let's take a look. It says... Forgiveness is our answer for our search for peace. It's the key to meaning in a world that makes no sense. It's the way to safety in apparent dangers that appear to threaten you. Notice those two words, apparent dangers because we're never, ever really threatened. And it brings uncertainty to all of our hopes of ever finding quietness. So with forgiveness, all questions are answered It's the end of uncertainty, finally, at last. And then it tells us what the unforgiving mind's life is like. It's full of fear, offers no room for love to be itself, where it can spread its wings in peace and soar above the turmoil of this world. The unforgiving mind is sad. It has no hope of respite and release from pain. It suffers, is miserable peering about in darkness, seeing nothing that makes any sense, and yet is certain that danger is there. The unforgiving mind is torn with doubt, confused about itself. It's angry, afraid, weak, blustering, afraid to go ahead, afraid to stay, afraid to waken, afraid to go to sleep, afraid of every sound, yet more afraid of stillness terrified of darkness, yet more terrified at the approach of light. What can the unforgiving mind perceive but its damnation? What can it behold except the proof, and we'll put that in quotes, that all its sins are real? Remember, when we decide to feel guilty, and at this point, I hope you know it is a decision, that guilt becomes the raw material, so to speak, for our hallucination making machinery. In other words, we're told that we keep making up the world on a moment-by-moment basis. And as long as we hang on to guilt, this is the result in our hallucinated state. And you can't mess with that system. You can't make the cause and effect between thought and what shows up in our lives be different. That's simply the way it works. So because we think this is real and that we really have made unforgivable errors, we see no mistakes but only sins, something that we think can't be undone. It looks upon the world with sightless eyes, meaning, of course, lack of understanding. Plus, it also tells us that our physical eyes don't really see anything. They're really image-makers. They're part of the apparatus that causes us to hallucinate the way we do. And it shrieks as it beholds its own projections rising to attack it. In other words, absolutely, as long as we insist that we're guilty or someone else is guilty, then punishment will be seen around every corner. It wants to live, yet wishes it were dead. It wants forgiveness or release, but it thinks there's no hope because it thinks what is done has permanently ruined everything. It wants escape and can't imagine any, because all it sees is its own sins, its own notions of guilt everywhere it turns. The unforgiving mind is in despair. Wow, this just goes from bad to worse. With out the prospect of a future that can offer anything but more despair, again, because we think what has happened is irreversible. It does not see that it has condemned itself to this despair. It thinks it can't change because it thinks its judgment is correct. What a terrible price we pay for pretending like we're right. It doesn't ask because it thinks it knows. It doesn't question certain that it's right. Our beliefs are so anchored in, and we have such allegiance to form, which is simply this end result of our hallucinating about what's wrong with us. Then it makes an interesting statement. Forgiveness is acquired. It's not natural. The reason why is because this releasing of grievances has to be acquired because the whole idea of changing yourself is something we've made up. <laughs> so as, as sin is an idea you've taught yourself, then forgiveness is something you have to teach yourself as well. However, from a teacher other than your own ego mind that represents the other true presence of you. And through this other voice in your mind, this other collection of true thoughts in your mind, you learn how to release this ego separate self we think we've made and let it disappear. And as it disappears, we return all of us, if you will, we turn all of our mind back to the truth of our being. Okay, now it's going to tell us how to proceed. Each unforgiving mind presents us with this opportunity to forgive ourselves. Each one, and of course, each unforgiving mind is everybody we know, (laughs) each one awaits release through us and turns to us imploringly for heaven, for release, for peace of mind here and now. It has no hope. It has no idea what's happening. It has no idea that it's its own worst enemy. But we become the hope because we're beginning to have some understanding about what's going on. And as we become the hope for someone else, we become the hope for ourselves. The unforgiving mind has to learn through forgiveness that it's been saved. And as you teach, you learn. And then, of course, the teaching cannot be coming from our ego mind that knows nothing and is insane, but of this real loving part of us who is always here. You might say that is always here with us. So here's how we're going to practice today. To take this key to happiness... Use it on our own behalf. Ten minutes in the morning, at night another ten. Now we revert back to the giving and receiving idea. As you can see, this is so central to the truth. It's so central to this teaching. It says we don't believe giving and receiving are the same. Now we've heard that in earlier lessons, so that's what it's trying to bring back to our awareness. They are absolutely the same. Okay, so now we're going to try to release our grievances related to someone we think of as an enemy and another person we think of as a friend. And as we learn to see them both the same way, we will extend the lesson to ourselves and see that to the extent we allow them to be released of their guilt, so to speak, we will too. And as we learn to see that they're both the same, we'll see we also are the same, and we will begin our own escape. So in these longer practice periods, think of someone you don't like, who's irritating, you dread it if you're going to see them, you actively despise them, or you just try to look the other way. It doesn't matter how angry we are with them. And as it says, probably that person's name has popped right up into your mind already. So close your eyes, see him or her, look carefully, and make it your decision to see some light in that person, to see something right about that person, just a little something that's okay that you've never noticed before because you've been busy looking at everything that's the matter with that person. So try to find some little something that you could admire, some little something that you think, well, that's that's pretty much okay with me. So look at this until you realize the truth of this person is really brilliant and good. And try to let that idea of him Come up into your awareness and take over until you think, well, I can see that behind this person's errors, the mistakes, the presence of this person is really beautiful and good. It says, just notice this. This is amazing. This was somebody who was my enemy, and now I'm able to see that person differently. And then turn your mind to a friend And do the same thing there. So that now you can see that this person is more than a friend, in other words, a friend that your ego thinks is safe to be with. And you can see the light and the presence and the goodness in both of them. You can see your savior because they're helping you see, you know what, the light is present even in those who have made lots of mistakes. Sins, from your perspective, mistakes in reality. So now let your enemy and friend unite in blessing you. You can see that they are actually one because the truth in them is one and also with you. This is the way you forgive yourself. This is the way you release grievances by choosing to release them in others. So don't forget today the role releasing grievances plays in bringing happiness to every unforgiving mind and of course yours (laughs) so every hour tell yourself forgiveness is the key to happiness releasing this garbage in my mind releasing these crazy ideas about how i've ruined everything is absolutely essential In that way, I can awaken from the dream that I am mortal, that I am fallible, that I am full of sin, and know instead, I am, I remain, the perfect Son of God, the perfect, unflawed, unbroken creation, created by a perfect creator. Have a really wonderful day, releasing every time you turn around.